0: Hey, I'm back. It's the third show. I know I'm never really gone when the third show is recorded, but I record these and then I take like six or seven weeks off and then I start recording them again. So, this is the first show of a new run of me doing interviews and conversations and talking to people and shit. You know what this is. You subscribe, it's $1 for, on the Patreon, or, you know, obviously there's A million steps up where you can give me a bunch of money. Uh, I'm Brian Quinby, which you know, uh, Brett is not here. I think he's going to do some in this run, though. He wanted to be here for this one, actually, but it's just the time didn't work and I don't know what he's up to. Uh, (laughs) So I got Lucian Clark on 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 Street Fight. Say hi to everybody, Lucian. Hello. So here's here's where I this is what happened uh we did a story on street fight about uh the ohio law that would require teachers to tell the parents of trans kids if the students came to speak to them uh if the students came for counseling or anything like that and it's a just a heinous fucking law and uh it it like uh it, it i don't know i have a so i have a daughter Everybody knows, and just like it makes you look at what it's like to be a teenager. my daughter's thirteen, right, and it makes you look at what it's like to be a teenager, and if you were struggling with identity or something like that uh i i i I don't even know how much harder it is, you know it's hard for me, and I'm cis white male, you know, and like in the middle of the country so and probably was pretty conservative at the time too so it was pretty easy for me uh I wanted to talk to somebody who was inter- who who was trans and and wanted to cover politics cuz I didn't want to get somebody on here and just keep asking them questions about politics if they didn't want to talk about it so I got Lu- Lucian DM'd Brett and then uh Brett sent me the link and I immediately scheduled the show so how you doing tonight Lucian?
1: i'm doing pretty good um i had work and was actually i'm pretty glad it was an easy night i work retail i was kind of worried that i would come home from work and after being slammed and then just be kind of out of it for this but <laughs> my internet also decided i came home and my partner's like the internet's not working so <sighs> at like ten 30 i'm like oh please come back up <laughs> that was almost a disaster
0: you have no idea how, like, uh, oh, there was one night where I was, like, all set up, and I had Rob Wisman and Stefan Heck on, and I was really excited to do the show. My power was out, and I just couldn't do it. And I was like, Ugh, plus that means you got to do it later. Oh, I'm glad it worked out for you. And Yeah, we've been know. having
1: a lot of thunderstorms roll through, so I was like, great, if something blew out the internet or something like that.
0: I would love a thunderstorm right now. <laughs> it's been very dry here. So um I guess like the best way to start here is uh well like when did you uh I I is it like coming out? When did you come out?
1: I came out several times. Um just like with sexuality you don't really ever stop coming out. <laughs> it's it's a constant thing. I think the first time I came out I was like 8 I was sent to counseling by my parents who didn't understand, and then you know, bottled it up. Came back out at sixteen. Um, and the Ohio bill actually kind of reminds me of being back in high school because I actually talked to a school counselor about all. You know, we wrote a letter to come out to my parents for the second time at that point. Um, you know, and so I just think about like if I had gone to somebody, coming out wouldn't have been my choice. They would have automatically had to tell my parents about it and it takes that power away that ability to decide when and how you want to come out because there's no safety there's no talking it over with somebody before they're forced to out you the ohio bill would charge mental and medical health providers with a felony if it was found out they didn't out them to their parents which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah i i you know the hope is that I mean we, obviously people will do it illegally, you know mm-hmm. uh but um but but, like uh, it's it, it that thing was like, so are you telling me I'm sorry, I keep getting messages, are you telling me that when you were eight, you kind of talked to a counselor? And told them that, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want you to, you know, recount what you had to tell your counselor, but then basically you were told like, no, you just, you're not old enough to understand this.
1: So basically what happened when I was younger is I came out to my parents and you get a lot of why, 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 why. And you don't really, you're eight. I'm eight. I don't know why. Why? is just how i feel i don't <laughs> identify with the gender i was assigned at birth i don't know what trans is i don't know what even back when i was eight you know 20 years ago being trans wasn't really a a known thing i, I mean so, i'm sorry
0: how old are you now
1: i am 27 so,
0: okay okay um
1: so you know back when i was you know 20 years ago it's not really a too known thing back then it's starting to like peak out a little bit but most people not like today you say the word transgender and 75% of people or so would you know know at least of the word um so I didn't know why so I didn't really talk to a counselor that time when I was 8 I tried again when I was 16 um I came out to my parents and that's when I talked to like a school counselor who had helped me you know we talked through it figured out what would be the best way for me to come out, what way would I would be comfortable with. Um, So that happened. My parents, my family kind of brushed it aside, whatever. Um, And then I came out again when I decided to medically transition at the age of 19, 20, somewhere around there. Um, And at that point, because I was, you know, legally adult and living on my own, um and med- medically transitioning they kind of had to come to terms with the fact that i was trans there was no way of like oh it's just a phase or oh you'll grow out of it or uh i think the first time when i came out my mom's like well i'm bisexual so i get it and it's like no not really <laughs> but okay <laughs> like you're trying i guess <laughs>
0: that, um, that is a like i'm something completely different so <laughs> i kind <can't> of understand it <laughs> um so so uh so at 19 was it so if your mom's bisexual then you know may was it was it maybe easier for you than other people or i mean i know it's n- not gonna be easy yeah. and that your parents tried but there are a lot of parents that don't try that's why this bill yeah, tra- kind of exists that there's a lot of parents that try like it like if if it happened if if my daughter like came out in any way period i like whatever makes you a fully realize you I'm very happy with, but like, uh, that, I mean, I think that's becoming more of a common thing, but I really like, there are some Christian parents like, cause I got into a fight with an old friend from high school, uh, right after Trump was elected, this person like listened to the show, right and uh didn't like what i said and then also tried to give me advice on how to make a successful radio show which i was like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks roofer um (laughs) but uh so they're trying to give me advice and then i kind of got into an argument with them about like trump shit and they really did it almost felt like the one hot button issue was like transgender issue and i was like these are people that are like, I'm okay with, they're like, they think that they're okay and really progressive, but this is just one thing that they can't let go. It seems like there's always like, there's always something that bigots sort of can't let go of. Like even like, does that make sense to you? Yeah. Is <laughs> that like,
1: one thing that's like, oh, no, nope, that's too far. That's too progressive. And it's like,
0: yeah, what is it? I mean, it's not like for me, uh, look, uh, obviously, as a 38, 39 year old white dude from the middle of the from Groveport, Ohio, like I was not always like hip to it or anything. But like all it took was somebody explaining to me, like, I don't care what you think like like what you think about what i do doesn't matter and i was like holy shit you're right
1: you know? yeah
0: <laughs> like uh so uh so at 19 you medically transition now like th- this is 101 to the listeners and for me like what does that entail like what 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 steps do you have to take to medically transition
1: so it varies from person to person state to state um for me i started hormone therapy so i started testosterone Um, I was on testosterone for, I believe, four years before I stopped, um, but it all depends on some people, they take hormones and they're fine with it. Some people like me, after a certain amount of time, stop it for whatever reason, whether it's medical, personal, they just don't want to pay for it anymore, they can't pay for it anymore, um, which is a big thing. Or, um, there's also, you know, obviously people talk about the surgery, um, but when it comes to surgeries there's a whole slew of them from you know when people talk about the surgery i'm using quotes here that no one can see um most of the time they talk about bottom surgery which for uh trans women would be uh um getting a uh vagina um for trans men it would be having a uh a penis fashioned for them um but there's also for trans guys and uh, other non-binary people. Top surgery, so breast removal um, for trans women or other non-binary people, depending, you know, could be implants, uh, facial feminization surgery, all kinds of different things. So medically transitioning is like a huge, big umbrella of stuff that really depends on the person, what they want for themselves, what they can afford, um, possibly what's covered by insurance. Right. It sounds like not a lot.
0: It sounds very expensive to me. Like, I'm just when you name, when you're naming the different things that you can do, all of those cost money. So, there's definitely like a class component to the sorts of politics that, that, uh, like trans, like it's not just like, uh, we were talking before the show and I said, like, I don't like to just, I don't, I don't like to just be like, uh, I said something about like, I don't want to make you just a, the trans politics guest. I want you to be able to talk about all the stuff. And you, you did mention like, well, it, it's kind of like trans politics, <laughs> just one thing. It's like, it's yeah, tied into everything.
1: Yeah, you can't talk about <laughs> trans politics without talking about healthcare, without talking about class, without talking about race, you know, well, without talking about mental health and stuff like that. Cause it's all affects it. In various different ways,
0: I, and, and medical is like—I it, mean, it's a real imp, like because the it, it like the surgeries have almost just like have just started. the are like, um, I'm sorry, like stumbling the the therapies and stuff like that have just kind of started to become common, right? Like, I wouldn't the,
1: say common. Um, trans people, if you go by statistics, still make up about one percent of the general population and out of that one percent would be you know it all depends there's not everyone seeks surgery not everyone seeks medical transition which is something that a lot of people don't consider because when you see a lot of the big name people in the media who are trans most of them have medically transitioned in some way most of them have been on hormones most of them have had some form of you know surgical um medical transition for them so when people go oh i'm trans oh people the first thing oh how long have you been on hormones or you know what surgeries have you had which is not only really invasive and none of your business but it's not true for every trans person there are trans people who come out and all they need to transition is hey my pronouns are he him he and him now and that's all they're going for they them whatever you know so And it's not always a uh, class issue either or like a money issue for some. It's just a a personal issue. They don't have the dysphoria around their body that, you know, they would require medical transition or anything like that. Social transition, which is, you know, coming out and saying, hey, this is how I identify. Please refer to me as this or whatever uh, would be considered social transition.
0: Right. And and you it is, it is true that like most public, like most public figures are like, uh, that are trans are, are like, you can tell that they've had to be medically like, like, uh, Laverne Cox or like, uh, I don't know that that's, those are the most common, like, like that are from man to woman or woman to man. It seems to me. And like, there's not a lot of people you see on TV that are just like, I'm trans and just say like i identify as this like i i don't i think that's one of the reasons that maybe a lot of people don't even realize that they probably know a trans person does, does that make sense
1: it makes sense and it's also the fact that not everyone you can tell is visibly trans is what we call it is you know there's this whole concept of passing um which for trans men would be you they look like a cis man, you wouldn't have be able to quote unquote tell uh that they're trans and for trans women, you know, quote unquote, they, they look like cis women. Um but passing is a whole different thing that has a lot of politics and uh connotations and issues behind it and stuff like that. Uh that I would say would be a, a different issue. Whole another episode that, you know, you could talk about. Um But even people who, the people who are very public about being trans, I hate using her as an example, because she's a shit person, Mm -hmm. but Caitlyn Jenner um, had a very, very public transition, and she's somebody, you know, she medically transitioned and all that. Um, So, you don't get to see a lot of non-binary people, or a lot of people who don't medically transition. Unless it's something like a documentary or something seeking out non-binary people or people who haven't medically transitioned.
0: Right. One of the things I've talked about on this show a few times when I was in college, I had a, like a sociology course where they had the LGBTQA. Like they had six people come into a class and they're like, you guys can ask us anything you want. And, like, uh, the thing that, like, really clicked in my head was that w- when they started to talk about how, like, it's, it's a, when they said that gender is a spectrum and that it was kind of like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I don't want to be a man. I don't want to be. A, I want to just be who I am was, like, the way that somebody up there explained it to me or explained it to the class and like, you could just see, like, I don't know. It, it, it just changed. Like, I think it, I think it changed a lot of people's minds in the course because it was like, it's so easy to wrap your mind around. Like somebody just wants to be who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, uh yeah, that was like, that was, that was a big moment for me was like learning what non-binary meant, you know?
1: It's definitely getting non-binary as a as a known gender is definitely uh, well I shouldn't say known single gender as a category of gender um, is definitely becoming more more known. I know I live in New Jersey, and uh, recently we had a couple laws passed where birth certificates can finally be adjusted, death certificates can be adjusted uh, gender-wise, which was not something we had up until about like two weeks ago. I think the law was passed. And one of the options on there is to put, you know, you can put male, you can put female, and you can put uh, non-disclosed. You can actually choose to not list a gender on your birth certificate and your death certificate, which is really cool. I know there's a couple places that are thinking of, um, on licenses, putting non-binary as an option. So it's definitely, I'd say within the last, what, three years becoming more of a thing, but that's the last three years. It's not, it's still in its infancy. So people don't realize, you know, transgender, they assume, you know, you have trans women and trans men and not non-binary people who fall under that as well. But that's starting to change a little bit though. A lot of people can't, can't grasp that because you do growing up, you know, you go through sex ed, you go through a lot of stuff and it's you're this or you're that. That's it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I mean. And it's amazing when you think about how weird that is and that like you like people don't understand that it's just like a classifying. It, it's like a classifying thing, like a uh, there's no way that everybody on this planet falls into one of two categories, I guess, <laughs> you know, like it's a completely social thing. I guess mm-hmm. is the way that I think about it. And when you find out, I mean, it, I, it is like, it kind of opens your mind a little bit when, or if you're willing to listen to, that's another thing. Like, you know, a lot of people just aren't willing to hear anything. And like uh, that, that one, those are, those are the tough ones. But when, when somebody will listen, I think a lot of times, like hearing hearing that sort of thing, and like hearing a personal story from somebody who's just like, I just want to be the person that I am. That's that mm-hmm. I think I am. I just want. That's all I want. Like, uh, that that might that that is the sort of thing that makes people understand. That's what had to happen with like, like I remember, like 2004, a bunch of states voted against gay marriage. Like (laughs) that's only like 14 years ago, you know, and it's just like, we are really, we're like really behind and uh, it, it feels pretty behind. What are some, like, what are some things that people are trying to get past? Like having, I don't see why we have to say our gender on our license or birth certificate anyway, but that, that is obviously good. But what are some other things?
1: Um, obviously, as I said, with New Jersey, we just had birth certificates being able to be updated. There are some states that still don't let you update your birth certificate whatsoever. Um, and that leads to a lot of pain in the ass things when it comes to, say, like medical, um, you know, driver's license, um, getting stuff that's correct and updated. Um, Health care is the big thing. Most places, they'll cover hormones for cis women they'll cover hormones for cis men you know people with low testosterone with estrogen low estrogen stuff like that but when it comes to getting that covered for trans people nope sorry that is it's
0: it's it's awful that is Um, that is really like that i that feels it's so dumb to say this but that feels like illegal like that is so
1: it's disingenuous because like they consider it elective, um, so, it's like, well, you don't really need it, but then, you look at the, the problems with not having it, and the disparity of mental health between trans people who can and cannot get, you know, hormones or the surgeries they need, or is actually kind of ridiculous because you'll see a lot of people say, "Oh, well, what about regret?" And when it comes to people who transition and people who um, have surgery and stuff like that, the regret statistics are non-existent. Like it's such a infinitesimal number that you're basically punishing the entire trans community for like one person you know what i mean
0: yeah well yeah absolutely and it seems that seems it seems so obvious that you should just let like first of all we're there this conservative idea of like i don't want the government to come between me and my doctor when like i'm sure doctors are mostly okay with it it's literally an insurance company um, the problem, right?
1: When it comes to doctors being okay with it, not really. Um one third of people who have seen a doctor in a year, according to the uh National Trans survey done in 2015, 33% had a negative experience
0: with their doctor. So can we talk about I I like I said I don't want to like ask personal questions of you, but like What sort of things do people run into at the doctor?
1: Um, So a lot of times when it comes to seeking medical treatment as a trans person, we have to educate our doctors. Um, So it's a matter of, okay, we go to a doctor, this person's never seen a trans person before. Now we have to go through the whole kit and caboodle of explaining exactly what transition-related care, what hormones you're on, what are the effects, what are the you know requirements, and it's very frustrating because you go to a doctor and you expect them to be educated in dealing with health problems, and you end up spending most of the time re-educating your doctor um so there's that I had a number somewhere and I can't find it um so and then once you finally get through all that then you have to fight with the insurance if you can even get your insurance um so 25% of the people who sought having their hormones covered in the past year were denied 55% who sought coverage for surgery-related transition uh, surgeries, were denied from their insurance, and that's even if they have insurance. Because comparatively to the general population, fourteen percent of trans people are uninsured compared to eleven percent of the general adult population.
0: Yeah. Um. Is so, that, is that something about like I mean, uh, people like kind of having to like get away from their families, maybe?
1: It's that and just Medicare and people avoid going to the doctor uh, when they're trans because you don't want to deal with having to explain everything to your doctor. And that's even if your doctor will see you. Um, Trump is making it so that Obama passed regulations where doctors and hospitals cannot deny you, even if they have a religious obligation, objection, my bad. Um, they can't deny you treatment or coverage based on your gender identity your sexuality or anything like that. Trump is looking to reverse that and this is something people have died from. In 2000, I want to say early to mid 2000s there was a trans woman who went into diabetic shock. If people were performing CPR on her realized she was trans, stopped giving her CPR and she ultimately died from it. um, And that's, there's trans people who go into hospitals, they'll go into their doctors even now, and will have issues or be denied because they are trans. And it's not always, sometimes doctors will try to say, oh, it's because I don't have the proper knowledge to treat you. When it's really just a cover-up, I don't want to treat trans people kind of thing. And there are Clinics, like, I'm lucky enough to live by Philly, which has the Mazzoni Center, which is an LGBTQ-specific, low-cost center that deals with, you know, HIV and AIDS. It does transition-related care, Um, but not everyone has access to that. So it's really kind of a coin flip when you go into a doctor's office, will I even be treated?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if there was, like, sort of a network of people who know friendly doctors but i i would even imagine that that would be hard to get for people who don't really know what the next step is you know like it 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 seems to me like it seems to me like there there's a lot of stuff that you have to learn i guess in a way i i mean i don't know if anybody has to learn but those those early years after you come out sound to me like like the system is completely set up to prevent you from doing that.
1: Basically. Um, and that's, you know, the numbers compared to like, so you have trans people who they have supportive families and trans people who don't have supportive families. Um, going back to when you were saying you, you know, Oh, more families are becoming supportive as of 2015, 10% of people who were out to their family reported that a family member was violent towards them because they were trans
0: right yeah i can so, I, as soon as i said something like that i was like but i'm not thinking about like i i got a like you know the circles i run in are like i guess it's been a long time now i've been yeah. doing this for seven years and i kind of hang out with leftists and comedy people but like uh you know after I said that, I kind of was like, oh, that's probably not actually true.
1: (laughs) And uh, So you have issues with that, and then the homeless population with trans people when it comes to housing and such like that, um, that's another thing that falls in the healthcare is there's a large homeless trans population because of being trans, and because when it comes to class, trans people are pretty Compared to the general population, 29% of trans people are living in poverty compared to 14% of the general population.
0: Right. That's- is it? Is it because – do you think one of the reasons is because it's acceptable to, like, not hire trans people because they're tra- – because that's – that seems like a, it, even at that point where, like, some people aren't even going to – aren't going to give you a chance or a job. And it's – it could be anybody, you know? Yep.
1: Um, and you know, you can assume, oh, it's maybe because I'm not trans or whatever I'm trans or whatever, but like, you can't prove it unless they say something. So it makes it kind of hard. Like the unemployment rate among trans people is 15%, which is three times higher than the national average of five.
0: Right. And, and you can't like, uh, yeah, I I see. You can't like ever prove that you've been discriminated against. It doesn't matter. Like they've made that impossible to do, <laughs> if you're like not a protected, you know. Like because even if they were like, we're not gonna hire you because you're black, they would just be like, well, we didn't hire this person because uh, I didn't like the way they filled out their application, and then they they let you out. And like that stat seems like that's so high. And like, uh, you can see, like, like there's just like this, this, this constant pushing, pushing back. It seems like from the from like, like the mainstream, like the government. I don't think I don't think people under regular people even understand. Like, like the government stops you from doing things. You know, it's
1: (laughs) it's also just workplaces in general too. Um, So. In 30 states, you can still be fired for being trans. There's no non discrimination ordinance at a state level, um, which is even higher. I believe it's 26 states you can be fired for being um, gay, lesbian, bi, you know, for your sexual orientation. So there's even less protections for trans people um, because a lot of the times when these non discrimination ordinances are being passed, they cut trans people as the bargaining chip.
0: Oh wow! I never even is, is oh, so. There so was the a that are the people that are lobbying for like I guess uh, the 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 people lobbying for like LGBTQ rights will will just be like ah, you're actually we we can't do this for trans people this time. Is that
1: basically? Um, so I believe it was the HRC. Um, there was a large, large um, push from the HRC for state, several, I believe it was several states um, for anti-discrimination ordinances, and even the HRC would cut trans people from these bills as a way to get them passed and say, oh, we'll come back to you, we'll come back to you, we'll come back to you. And so, it leaves a a bitter taste in you know the trans community's mouth when you have all these ord these organizations that say oh yeah we're fighting for you we're fighting for you when we're often ignored or cut. Um. So, it was Enda. That's right. It was Enda.
0: Enda uh, and yeah. Uh. The what? What was uh? HRC. Yep. HRC was Can like. I- Can I tell you something real quick? Last week when I was taking a walk, there's, you know how when they're building on a sidewalk and there's like a a covered, like a tunnel where they're put scaffold on each side Mm -hmm. and lay plywood over it. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's just a small entry. There were two people from HRC trying to get donations and they were standing At the entry of the, uh, of like that, that, uh, of one of those things. And I was like, that's not fair. You're not allowed to like not let me pass without talking to you. Yeah. (laughs) That's dirty tricks. Um, so obviously I'm, you're, I'm, I'm letting you, uh, I'm, I'm kind of trying to let you steer into, so what are some other things that like in 101 that I, that even we should be conscious of, I, I want to bring up and like, I saw this, I actually saw you talking to somebody on the page on the street fight uh, on a, on a post about non-binary. It was a non-binary post. And somebody was like, how do you deal with misgendering somebody? And uh, that's something that like, I've done that a million times. And, and like, I always feel absolutely fucking terrible, but like uh, what, what i mean what what is the the experience like i guess
1: <laughs> so a lot of people are like oh i'm afraid that the person i'm talking to doesn't understand that i'm trying and there is a very clear difference between when you're trying and when you're not trying um when people aren't trying they don't even try to correct themselves you can tell that they aren't upset by their own actions um and so when it comes to misgendering people the the best thing you could do is correct your, catch yourself, correct yourself, and then move on. Um, don't spend half your sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. We get that you're trying, and the more you apologize and the more you draw attention to it, the more it makes it awkward on the person you misgendered, and you know you're kind of like digging that stake in deeper as opposed to just like leaving it where it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. For that, that's kind of, that's the understanding I've been given in the past. Cause I just, well, I am the worst person in the world because like for, I don't know, all my, for 39 years, I've been calling people dude. And I know that that's like not right to do, but like, I, I just, I always do it. And then I see, what I do, what all the thing that kind of got me to stop doing it was seeing a lot of memes that were were like, uh, yeah, I call like uh, i seeing a lot of people in tweets saying, like, oh, I call everybody dude guys and stuff. And I was like, okay, now, now I know what I'm doing, yeah, <laughs> you know.
1: So it's a matter of just like, so like, you know, just going instead of like, oh, he, oh, my bad, she, or like, oh, he, she, and then keep going. As opposed to, and if, you, if it's something that you're doing a lot, um, you know, don't pull the person aside and be like, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Because what you're doing is deflecting it off of you and putting it back on them to accept that you're trying as opposed to it being something that you're personally working on. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, yes, you're asking that person to forgive you like you're basically asking the person to say I forgive you to you so that you feel better
1: exactly about
0: the situation <laughs> yeah yeah that that one is uh i i that's like re- i think that's valuable advice because it really is like i think people because there's a weird thing where you can't tell jokes sort of from a pro- progressive uh perspective without people like automatically getting like Like I told a joke the other day about Hulk Hogan being racist and a bunch of like white dudes ran up to me and was like, you don't call him right. You know what I mean? And started yelling at me for it. And I'm like, "Ah, well, I mean, that was, I wasn't, that was just a joke. I was just doing a joke. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of tweets that will be something about like, uh, it's something that's like maybe aggressive about like not misgendering somebody and i think those people can't ever like there are a lot of people that can't accept that there are jokes told from like the other side too you know what i mean it's it's one of the like i think people get a lot more nervous because of I guess probably the circles again, like where like it's politics and we're all talking about it, but in everyday life, somebody's not going to yell at you if they know that you're trying.
1: Yeah. Like, and as I said, generally you can tell. And if someone pulls you inside and goes, Hey, that wasn't cool. Or Hey, can you not do this? Instead of taking it like, like a personal attack, a lot of people will be like, Oh, well I'm trying and you're not letting me try. It's like, Listen, if someone's pulling you aside and letting you know that, hey, you're messing up, there's a possibility that you're doing it more than you even notice. Because a lot of times we don't take into consideration how we're talking or how we're addressing people because it tends to be so natural to us that we might like you saying, dude, you probably don't realize how much you said it until someone repeatedly pointed it out to you, you know?
0: Brett Payne.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brett gets Brett gets on me about guys a lot because that's another thing. I just I I just say hey guys to everybody and like I always have. Be, but like like I don't want to do that if it has baggage y'all, connected. Y'all
1: is such a beautiful perfect word.
0: I've been getting. I
1: love y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also for lived sure. in
1: Kansas for like two years, so that kind of helped.
0: I spent a. I spent a whole summer in Kansas one time, in Wichita.
1: Okay, that was about an hour from where I lived. I lived in Manhattan.
0: Oh, that's the hip Kansas, right? Is that, like, the hip part of Kansas? guess like, I've heard of that place.
1: It's, uh, it's where Fort Riley and uh, Kansas State University both are.
0: Okay, so it's it's kind of cool. Like, as Fort Riley. like an army place, right? Uh-huh. But there's yeah. a campus there, too. There's so a, campus,
1: a college campus, yeah.
0: So, um, I get like, let's, let's, uh, do you have something else? Like, is there something that I'm missing? I I feel like I'm missing everything, but I also want to talk to you about you. You know, like I yeah. have, a, have a combo. We
1: we kind of covered it a little bit, but I know when I reached out to the, the street fight on the Facebook, I got a lot of, and even I asked on my Twitter too, you know, Hey, what do you want covered? And a lot of people were like, well, I want to know how to help without overstepping you know, stepping on toes. And I think the best way to to help is to realize that, as I was saying, you know, earlier, when it comes to being trans, you can't separate it from race. You can't separate it from class. You can't separate it from anything else. You know, we're complete people, and all these things play into each other. You know, I talked about the, the healthcare issue where, surgery and transition and stuff like that aren't covered, and even then you have people being denied healthcare by their doctors. So if if your politics focus on healthcare, is my politics that I'm working towards inclusive of these things? Will they, you know, cover trans people being able to get the medications and whatnot that they need? If you're working with class, you know, you need to look into unemployment rates for trans people, employment protections for trans people, Um, you know, 30% of people, of trans people for the survey reported being fired, denied a promotion, or experiencing, you know, mistreatment in the workplace. So if you're working towards, you know, class issues, you need to look at how class issues affect trans people. Um, If you're working towards race issues, you need to look into how trans women of color are more likely to be targeted by the police. They're more likely to uh, face prison time because they're targeted by police. They're more likely to face issues with jobs, with housing, with health care for being people of color. You can't separate trans issues from the other aspects of people's identities.
0: And... And, like, if, like, the, when you were talking about job protections, if you're in a union, which we have a lot of people that are like organizing in a union or trying to organize in a union, I mean, make sure that those protections are in contracts. Make sure those voices are heard if you're in a union, because I'm sure, like, that, that, I'm sure that's something that's not even super covered. And yeah. a lot of and a lot of union organizing, they just kind of probably don't even think about it, you know, because it's looked at as some sort of a separate issue.
1: Exactly. And that that's that's the big issue is when people talk about trans rights, they assume that it's its own separate thing. When in reality, it's folded back into everything else. Um, so with you, just because, oh, well, my union says everyone's inclusive, put it in words, put it in writing say that your union does, protects people regardless of their gender identity, their gender expression, their sexual orientation. It might not seem important to you, but having that wording lets people know openly, these people will have my back and make sure that you actively show that and work towards it. Don't just assume that the wording is enough
0: we and we also have people who organize like with prison stuff and and like that's a that's like a real battleground for for some of this too right like absolutely uh, people being in the right prison and and people being allowed to be you know allowed to continue treatment while they're in prison and things like that
1: exactly um i Recently, I don't know. I posted all about it multiple times. I got yelled at by my partner to stop posting in the street (laughs) fight Facebook over it. Um, But last month, we had a local comrade, Rihanna Segan, who was arrested at Philadelphia Pride uh, for attempting to burn a Blue Lives Matter flag. Ah,
0: Not the arrest, but the... (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah she's uh she's a really cool person i actually got to meet her at a press conference that was done by philly socialists um
0: what kind of arrested did she get like what was the were they just like you can't light a fire
1: she was tackled by at least five or six cops thrown to the ground uh arrested hauled off booked overnight in a men's prison uh and faced two felony and two misdemeanor charges The two felony charges have been dropped. We are ongoing work in getting on the misdemeanor charges dropped.
0: What are the... Like I said, I was... What are the, like... uh, I wonder what the charges... Like, are the charges because they burned a... She burned a flag? The charges
1: were... um, The two... Let me actually... I have... The um, two misdemeanors are, I believe possession of a weapon of a crime or something or possession of an instrument of a crime and i think endangering a Uh crowd or endangering nearby people or something like that um if my computer ever wants to open this document. It's such
0: a cool it's such a cool thing to do at a protest though. I really want to make sure that yeah. everybody knows that I think that's really fucking cool to burn those yeah, so, Lives Matter uh, flags.
1: The the two misdemeanors she's still facing are possession of an instrument of a crime and recklessly endangering another person.
0: Oh God. Okay. Hopefully and I hope that's dropped.
1: We're we're fighting on it right now. Uh Philly DSA has a mass letter people can sign and then uh, as part of South Jersey DSA, which I am um, on the Queer Socialist Working Group for, we're have a we doing a mass letter and mass email campaign where people can just put their name and their zip code address or whatever and mail them off to uh, District Attorney Larry Krasner or send the same thing off in an email. Because uh, personally, I believe if you don't let him forget about it, he'll eventually get tired of us harassing him over it. <laughs> hopefully not pursue these these charges
0: that's the human way is that it's just like leave me alone i've i've told the story on this show i read like a really long uh manifesto by a sovereign citizen once that said that she just this woman would not like quit with the judge you know what i mean like it was mm-hmm. just constant I don't respect and stuff. And the judge by the end, the judge was just like, it's a 69. It's like a 69 or $70 ticket. Just let her go. Just, I don't just, I don't want to see her anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And the charge got dropped, but she she like held it up as an enormous victory. Like she felt great about herself.
1: Yeah. Cause if, if she is charged, she faces up to seven years in prison.
0: And that's, and it would be a
1: men's prison. Correct. Okay, yeah um, <sighs> so when it comes to prison and police being trans, especially trans women of color um, black transgender women and multiracial you know trans women of color um in this survey thirty three percent and thirty respectively said that when they had to deal with police officers assumed they were sex workers Jeez. now a lot of I shouldn't say a lot. There are trans people who turn to underground economies, sex work, um, camming, porn, and stuff like that because the unemployment, and even if you are employed, you're in poverty, and you have to pay for your meds, your housing, and all that. So uh, there are actually... (laughs) It's awful. I know New York City doesn't... Pittsburgh recently started doing it, um, where they will go up to people they assume are trans women and arrest them on suspicions of prostitution for having things like condoms on them for as much as talking to a man because they automatically assume that these women are sex workers. And so, and then they go into the system and they have to deal with all that. And so these women can't even carry condoms on them and the trans population is more likely to, has a higher percentage compared to the overall population of new HIV infections. So once again, it folds into the whole thing of everything is connected in one way or another. You can't just pull this apart and say, okay, trans issues are separate from race issues, they're separate from prison abolition, they're separate from police abolition, they're separate from workplace issues. It's all together and it all pours into each other
0: yeah yeah and and it does a disservice to you too and and the way that like people just assume well oh, they don't need me over there you know like like you said so many people asked you like you they so many people are asking you just like what can i do without being a pain in the ass and that was basically the answer to that <laughs> so yeah, I don't was- know. but but like uh but but it is cool to be like uh just include me like i'm not asking you to do special things and don't treat trans equality as a special thing you know it's a thing that we do um so i guess we got to do what i do on this show too i'm not gonna just you don't get out of doing a third show just because (laughs) you did politics okay i did tell my own stories everybody thought this was just going to be me talking about gold dust (laughs) (laughs) for that, <laughs> <the wrestler. laughs> i didn't do that um what was so uh did you work when you were younger what was your first job
1: my first job was seasonal cashier at
0: best buy christmas you know i just said christmas like there's like another season that is that's really <laughs> jumping in like head first I've been in retail for
1: twelve fucking years, and I want to die. <laughs> really? Oh
0: my I, god! Is it? Oh, so uh, yeah, Best Buy is rough too. So you were a cashier there, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's fun, right? Like people oh, just wonderful. are always there. There people are always in a good mood when they're there because they're spending a lot of money.
1: <laughs> and then I went from that. I worked at Wawa.
0: Oh, Brett loves that place.
1: I love Wawa. When I lived in Kansas and Massachusetts and then moved back to New Jersey, oh my God, the first thing I did was get Wawa.
0: (laughs) They have a Wawa in D.C., but they also got them
1: in Florida, too.
0: Yeah, Brett and Brett is like super into two East Coast things, Shake Shack and Wawa. And like, uh whenever we're in a, well, I'm into Shake Shack more than probably Brett. Brett would probably like to eat something that's not a burger, like a veggie burger, because he has to sit across from me <laughs> for whole weekends at a time. Like when we're on the road, um, we're on the road the first week of September for the longest time we've ever done anything. And it's like s- almost like 12 days. Oh, jeez. And uh I think we're going to, I'm hoping that. We're not gonna kill each <laughs> nah, other. Gonna- <laughs> we love we love doing the road stuff. It's it's really like uh we really love being out there and like hanging out with each other and I guess you could call it bro and down whatever you know we're a couple <laughs> of dudes we're just out there trying to have a time. So uh, you went to Wawa. Did how how is that? How is that as an employer? Like gas stations pay better than Best Buy, right?
1: Yep, they did. They did. I was only there for three months. It wasn't super long. And what um, did you do there? I was just a cashier inside. And make I made sandwiches sometimes.
0: God, Brett loves those. That's his thing. They have the apparently the best veggie like sandwich out, out there.
1: And then I went to GameStop for way too long. No one worked at GameStop. No What's one worked at GameStop. GameStop? It's literally out of all the retail jobs I've had the bottom of the barrel experience it is they don't pay you anything i was a manager like a lower manager but still a manager um and i think after 3 or 4 raises i was making 979 an hour uh,
0: that's it's you know what it is it, did you get a job there because you play games
1: Uh originally yeah
0: that's why so, that well, I mean, like, look, I I wanted to work in a movie theater and a video game store too. Just, I didn't have that look that people hire, you know what I mean? Like You've seen, I I assume you've seen some of the pictures of me. Like I looked really scrungy and like, I was probably going to steal a lot. So they didn't hire me at anything where they had like uh they didn't hire anything where they had any valuable stuff. So, um, what kind of hours at GameStop is it like long hours?
1: No, I work like 20 hours a week,
0: yeah. So it's like uh, nothing,
1: it's nothing. And then what, I was fired from GameStop, is the, which can I, can was I probably ask, the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> can I ask a question about GameStop? Yeah, like, how long does it take to get numb to people being pissed off about what you offer them for their video games? <laughs>
1: months <laughs> it's it's not a very long time i think Game, gamestop numbs you to a lot because it's 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 as i said bottom of the barrel of retail because you have to do everything and so you just kind of end up just like shutting down so that like people just start yelling at you and you just it just doesn't matter
0: that's how it always feels to me it like when they would be like Here's how much I'm going to give you $1.35 for this game. I would just, I would look at them and just be like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, they don't make like, the price. I, yeah. I know. I know. I know they don't make the price. Like, believe me. But for some reason, when they tell you, you feel that way. Oh, yeah. And then they're standing across from me like, I don't care if you hate me. Like, a GameStop always gave me, GameStop and half price books gives me that vibe where they're just like, I'm going to give you 50 cents for this game and you're just going to deal with it. <laughs> like I'm not going to change it or anything.
1: It's I think GameStop is like the epitome of capitalism. Cause it's like, here, yeah, we'll give you a dollar for that game. And then we're going to turn around and sell it for 30. You're going to take it and deal with it and accept it.
0: I, yeah, that's, that is one of those things that makes like, how, how did they get away with like, Brett's always like, you should sell your stuff on eBay instead. <laughs>
1: It's honestly because it's that instant satisfaction. People don't want to put in the extra effort to make the extra money, you know? GameStop, you just go, you drop it, you go home with a new game, and you're done.
0: Did you do uh, the the late-night game releases there?
1: I did. Uh, the midnights were pretty fun. There was one midnight when I lived in Kansas. It was the second Dead Rising. I had my managers okay to come in dressed up like a zombie. Zombie. <laughs> um, so I spent like 20 minutes in the back doing my makeup and getting that all ready and putting fake blood in my mouth and whatnot, only to go home and find out I was allergic to the fake blood.
0: No, oh, no. So
1: I came, came back the next day, my chin and my neck are just all broken out and red, my lips are all swollen, my tongue's all swollen, I <laughs> look like a disaster. <laughs> Like yeah, apparently I was allergic to that.
0: <laughs> you looked like a zombie the next day. Yeah. So uh why did you get fired?
1: Um someone stole from the store uh and I was the manager on duty. So I got the axe for it.
0: What did the a person that stole get the axe or did were did they well, are it, they it was a
1: customer, it wasn't an employee.
0: What? That's, yeah. What did they steal?
1: Uh worth of games $400 worth of games
0: what did they do did, what was the what was the method there
1: um i had someone selling me a phone so i was distracted with that and then they went while i was distracted with that and grabbed stuff and it i think the most frustrating part of it was that about a month before another store had someone walk off with 3 ps4s and no one got fired for that
0: yeah were you like uh what kind of an employee were you leading up there
1: i was i was just lower management
0: but were you like all mad all the time and stuff because no
1: i was one of their best employees that's the worst part of it
0: oh that but, fucking pisses me off what that happened happens.
1: yeah basically what happened was uh they had i guess pictures of the guys on the back door and I have facial blindness and the one dude had shaved or whatever. So I didn't recognize them as those same people. So they use the, the, the thing of, well, you should have known better.
0: What what would you do? Like, what would be the thing that you were supposed to do? Like, like, I don't understand what they wanted you to do to stop them. They don't want you to chase them down. Right.
1: Pay attention better and tell them. No,
0: but (laughs) no, don't steal.
1: Stop that. But it's whatever.
0: That's fucking bullshit though. Because that, uh, when how you said you worked there for how long?
1: Uh I worked across ooh, game I worked at GameStops in Kansas and Massachusetts and New Jersey. I worked uh-huh. there on and off for like five
0: years. Damn, they years should be so life. they should be like kissing your feet for <laughs> nobody stay, like how many people stay that long at GameStop? Not, not many. I stayed too long. (laughs) You did. They were like, you're making too much.
1: Yeah, I'm making (laughs) sub $10. (laughs) And then my current job, I started as a cashier. I'm going to, because I'm still at the job. I don't uh, expect
0: you to name names. That's that's a different thing. That's on a different show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So when I got the call back, like, yeah, starting position as a just a basic cashier is ten dollars. I like cried
0: oh, because my. it was like
1: more money than I made as a manager at GameStop after working there for for so long.
0: That is fucking. What did you start out at GameStop?
1: GameStop? Uh, at GameStop, I started. It was back when minimum wage was seven dollars and something. And then when it went up to, I think it was seven twenty-five. And then when it went up to eight twenty-five. Everybody's pay got bumped up to eight twenty five. Then I got promoted <laughs> to like nine when I got promoted I got like nine dollar nine twenty five.
0: They give you seventy five cents with your promotion?
1: They gave me a dollar.
0: Was your promotion like uh they just gave you keys now? It's like yeah. well now you got the keys to the store, so you're yeah. more responsible.
1: Yep. Yeah. Here's a dollar.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Even at my current job I just got promoted and with a dollar raise, but it's still way more than GameStop ever paid.
0: I mean, a actually- dollar a dollar raise isn't terrible, but it's it's kind of like I don't know, like retail is a wild place because like there are, I know people that get like enormous raises at like, you know, mm-hmm. uh spreadsheet places, restaurants, places like that, but in retail, it, like it really always feels like they keep the pay very it seems very low to me. Pretty much all the time, like the, all the time. The, yeah, like there's there's not like an but there's also like there's not like an expert level or any, I guess commission would be expert level, right?
1: <laughs> Even the people who get paid commission in retail don't get paid a whole lot. Retail just doesn't pay, and it's awful
0: it And it's one of those jobs that so many people have, like it's
1: new capitalism, yeah, <laughs> it's really what it is it's
0: right i it, i like knew somebody that worked at uh, i i knew i know a person I don't know him anymore, but I just recently saw them posting about work that has been working at Meyer, which is a fucking like big box store for since I knew them And, in like nineteen ninety four
1: Oh Jesus,
0: and like is still working that's the
1: real troops right there,
0: that's the <laughs> real
1: troops right there
0: yeah it's i i can't i I can't believe it when I see that she works there, but it's like uh, it's like I wonder what she's making like i i don't i feel like they don't got go enough high, yeah, they don't go they never go up past like. I, I find it like 15 dollars an hour maybe is is about the max and it's a job that is fucking hard it's not it's it's not like you're people talk leisurely, about you know people
1: talk about like oh retail is supposed to be like your beginning job it's for teenagers and it's like no it's not all the <laughs> crap that retail workers and fast food workers and all that have to do it's absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah and it's not like a, why why should there be jobs that you get before you get another job? Like what does that even mean? You know? <laughs> like I, I I don't think that people should have to do it forever. I think that people should be allowed to do it. like fuck it, if that's where your skill set is, and like really, when you first get out into the job market, like you basically solidify like what you're worth. You know, in a weird way to other businesses, because when you fill out an application, they look at the other places you've worked at and they slot you depending on like that stuff. And uh, because I I just remember like all the way up until I got I mean, until I, I worked for a temp agency where everybody just made the same amount of money. But before that I was always making less than everybody cuz they they really do make you feel like your labor's worth nothing. Absolutely you know? not.
1: Yeah. I have a job interview actually tomorrow morning with somewhere are getting, else.
0: Are you getting like an office? You going um, to an office?
1: It's not it's kind of an office job. It's with a uh local abortion clinic. So I'd, be, I'd be a phone advocate you know helping people set up their medical appointments giving them information dealing with insurance and stuff like that and they start at 15 dollars an hour
0: that's great that so, is that is a great yeah are you, are you getting pretty excited about it i'm like, super
1: excited for it um i actually have my first escort shift at the same place directly before my interview
0: really Uh, brett does that and will tell me stories about it i mean there's not really any stories but he kind of he brett brett does that and i've talked to him about it in the past that's a really cool thing to do it's like something i feel like i should probably be doing and i i maybe i will do that now i learned about
1: it learned about the job during the training because we walked by the office i'd be working at and the trainer was like they're hiring and they start at a living wage. And I was like, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope you get that. Like that is, that's like, I got, a, uh, I I I, like, I got very lucky in that, like a bunch of, like I got to make like a, a, a move up and it, all it takes, all it takes is like to do something completely different. And, like that you feel like passionate about and, mm-hmm. and like, you keep moving up if that makes sense like yeah. it, it's one of those like because i i like worked in retail and at i basically worked at fast food restaurants until i was uh until i was like 23 i think and then i got a job as a roofer like a laborer which is what got me into the cable company. Cause they're like, Oh no, this guy, he's a laborer. So he's done some outside shit. And then they hired me there, which was a good job. So. Yeah, it was,
1: it was funny. Cause like the trainer was like, yeah, they need someone with customer service experience. I'm like 12 years. Yeah. And they're like, and they want someone with uh social justice experience. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So, uh, me,
0: <laughs> that's great. Like that's, that's really cool. And, uh, so before we go what, what else do i have to ask you like do you have any like what what do you what do you do when you're organizing like what sort of things what sort of things you're with the dsa right
1: yes i'm with the south jersey dsa uh the same chapter uh janik's in
0: janik is a fan of street fight Actually, <laughs> he set
1: janik up- basically uh hazes anybody you listen to street fight should listen to street fight it's really fun
0: <laughs> i signed a petition for somebody that wants to be nominated for the npc the other day uh somebody dm'd it to me and they were like hey can you check this dude out would you sign this petition and i was like i'll sign it but i'm like not in the dsa so i don't know <laughs> like, if it means anything and then after i signed it he dm'd me a couple days later and the guy that had the guy that was keeping track of the petition was like, did you know Brian from street Fight (laughs) signed? I'm like, that is literally that endorsement is worth less than nothing. (laughs) I'm not even a member, (laughs) but I, I, that I, I love that we have evangelists out there. And uh, when did you start listening?
1: Uh, Not too long after joining our DSA chapter, which was three months ago, back in April or so.
0: Oh, that's so cool! What, what, like, just, uh, I imagine like hearing like you do real work. So, like, for me, it's like I want to just talk about your job because <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've been out in the like. I, I haven't done like. Well, I did a camera store actually, but I, I like was stocking stuff like i wasn't allowed to go out and talk to the customers ever.
1: yeah <laughs> my, my people current... see
0: people see that as a privilege but for me it was like oh, i'd like to go see what the customer up.
1: <laughs> yeah my uh my current job is like i'm at the customer service desk where i work Oh, and i'm uh i'm like lower management there and uh so like that's all i do is deal with people Ugh. i'm the so yeah i'm the scream at person desk but i don't know we'll be great I you'll be
0: great at taking calls look taking calls i i got a job taking calls uh for like a year and a half i was doing tech support over the phone and like you'd be surprised at how like you're like I, this is nothing personal <laughs> when you're talking to, mm-hmm. to the people on the phone
1: <laughs> it's uh i don't know i I like to say I'm crazy because I actually enjoy it just because I like the problem solving aspect of it.
0: I, I like people, like, I'm not, I don't think you're crazy. Like, I, uh, Brett, you can, I'll bet you if you went back and listened, I, I should get you the dates of when I used to work at a restaurant, right? Like in downtown Columbus. I just worked through their rush every day. Mm-hmm. And it was right when I got out of college and like, I probably did like 50 shows at that time. Cause we were doing street fight at the time. And I was just like, I, I would just be like, I love it. I love talking to everybody. I like dropping off the stuff. I like getting yelled at by people. It's just exciting. It makes you like, feel like you're a part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are so many people that talk to like, can you imagine being a person that talks to like three people a day? <laughs>
1: tell my partner. She's not very she's not a people person. But that's probably why you have a degree in sociology. I have a minor in sociology.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh I yeah. I kind of wish I didn't get a degree now, but like it's whatever. What do you
1: <laughs> That's that's one of the reasons I'm glad I'm hopefully finally getting out of retail cuz I have a degree in psychology with a dual minor in human services and sociology. Um I've always been a big school person. I love learning.
0: I liked it. I loved being there and I think it like made the show better. And I, I think it made it it fucking definitely made me a better person.
1: Yeah. But student loans blows balls.
0: Yeah. You just look at those (laughs) loans and you're like, well, I didn't need to pay $65,000 to do. (laughs) I, I I was on that road anyway, before. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for coming on here. And I, I know that like, I don't know if I think we got everything said that, that I wanted to talk about and that you had on your list. And I think we had a good time. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you, if you want to come back any, like I'd love to have you back on.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, uh, I would also, uh, you should, if you're ever up during the call in show, I mean, we'd love to hear from you if there's something going on, you know? Oh yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Uh, but I, I want to thank you. Uh, do you have a Twitter? To I do have to a Twitter okay. and an Instagram. I have, right, I have a bunch of stuff.
1: Uh, so my Twitter is tinyawoo, A-W-O-O. You can also just search my name, Lucian Clark. I use my name on there and Instagram. Um, my Instagram is fabu- fabluis, but it's F-A-B dot L-U dot I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, there was actually the uh, street fight post in the uh facebook group that was like hey post your twitter so i just got like 20 some people
0: in the that's, that's the that... sweetest, like uh, like i can't believe the amount of people because that that's where i've i've talked to you in and mm-hmm. the uh, street fighters group and i can't believe i can't believe we're at the number of people that we have in there everyone's
1: it, so nice i know <laughs>
0: I don't know how it's happened, but like that I can still post in there. Like it doesn't even make sense that I'm able to post in there, you know, cause usually it gets to a time where it becomes so detached from the Mm -hmm. show that people aren't talking about me like a human. They're talking about me like a podcaster. I mean, there are a lot of people that do that, but in that group, I always feel welcome to chat and stuff like that. And like, uh, everybody's so nice. So it's the street fighters group and Lucian is active in there. And, uh, like i said yeah i i like your post i think i thank you for coming on here and and uh talking to me even though i probably came off like an idiot most of the no, time no, but i think that you did you were great and like uh i think this will be cool for a lot of people who uh for a lot of people who who maybe aren't as up on this sort of thing and uh I hope, I, I hope you get your job. I, I, I want to throw you a party now because you, <laughs> <laughs> like, would you just start throwing parties for people that have been on the show?
1: That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> we're, yeah. we're doing a going away party for Erica, Grove City Erica. <laughs> so I'm just doing like, oh, it's a party. You got a job, but I, I will be in New York soon. And if you come up there, I, we'll get you in. So uh, I want you to have, I, I would love to, uh, I'd love to hang out and thanks. Thanks for doing the show. Oh my God. I'm turning it off right now. Yeah.